0: Welcome to the Bearded Tits Podcast, the nature-based show hosted by me, Jack Perks. Each week I'm joined by a guest from the world of wildlife television, art and science. We take a light-hearted look into what makes these people tick and connect with the natural world so strongly, with new episodes out every Tuesday. Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits Podcast, I'm your host Jack Perks, and today we've got a bonus podcast, largely for a couple of reasons. One, I'm bored and I haven't got anything to do. So if I thought I'd record a, a bit of an impromptu podcast, but also it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and I was going to get a guest on to do this, but I feel like I can have a good old rant uh, on this one, which is a little bit like the Cats Are Cunts podcast, which is actually one of the most popular podcasts that I've done, weirdly. I was a bit sure, unsure how that would go, but I figure we're going to talk about a different subject today, and that is the subject of freebies. In wildlife photography and to a lesser extent filmmaking. So what do I mean by freebies? I mean by people giving their work away for free. And why do people do it? Well I guess it's... there's multiple reasons I suppose. I mean you've got glory hunters I suppose who just like seeing their name online or in magazines. I don't think that's the majority of people. I think there is a subset who just kind of get ...high off their own farts when they see their name in a magazine or or being used by someone and they think that's great. But, well, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but it does obviously put people like me out of work. And I guess they go, well, fuck you, I don't give a shit about um, some, some wildlife photographers. But that's largely the reason why, or one of the main reasons anyway, why you can't make money from wildlife photography. It's been so devalued over the last few years where 20, 30 years ago, you know, let's let's just rewind a little bit. Obviously, I mean, I was, well, I wasn't born 30 years ago, but kind of back then was the heyday of wildlife photography. People were using film. There were very few professional wildlife photographers. Uh, publishing was in its strength. The internet hadn't quite come out yet. People used carrier pigeons to communicate. And photography was a pretty well-paid job at that point. And we fast forward to now, and you can post a picture, and it can instantly reach millions of, of people, and it can be easily stolen. I mean, before, I guess you'd buy a magazine, you could cut it out with some scissors, but what the hell are you going to do with that? Whereas now, you can easily take images uh, online, can steal them quite easily, and you'd be none, the, none the wiser. So easy to steal images um, in in today's day and age. So it's trickier in that point. I guess you get the misconception as well that photography is easy, and I get this all the fucking time when people will be like oh, you're only only clicking a button. And I'm just like, ugh. There's so much thought process and hard work that goes into uh, photography or good photography. Time is money. You're spending your time on these shoots. You're planning these shoots. You've got a thought process behind these shoots. You're editing these images and then you're supplying these images. There's so much work goes into that. So it can be incredibly frustrating when people ask for your work for free as well. I get that some people do give their images away to charities. Um, I understand why they do that. It's really strange to me, just because a lot of these charities, so for example, the majority of my income comes from charities because they've got huge bloody budgets. You know, they may plead poverty, but a lot of these charities have got budgets. They don't necessarily want to spend them, but they've got them. So I'd never give my images uh, away for free to a charity, or I'd be very, very unlikely to. I would poke them with a stick until they cough something up at me. And even then, if you're not going to get money, get something out of it. You know, get access to maybe a species or a location you wouldn't normally be able to uh, to get. But never do it for nothing. You know, you got to you got to earn some money to to keep the lights on and occasionally have a jam sandwich or or, or whatever. I'm going to read you an example of a an email I got name uh, unimportant we don't need to know who it was from but I said they said hi Jack love your images especially the lesser light wildlife thank you I am attempting a massive project okay writing bedtime storybooks for children with a difference I wish to cover all of the wildlife in the UK quite a lot of wildlife but okay grouping some together ah, okay and use photographs instead of illustrations okay Showing children the exciting wildlife out there. 10% of the profits will go to the relevant registered charities. It's very kind of you. The bat books will go to bats.org.uk, etc. I'm happy to attribute and link to your website. Well, thank you very much for linking my own work. I need so many images at this stage, not practical to buy individually. Perhaps you have some images, not quite good enough to sell. Uh, hope you can help and um i I have to sit on that've I've, one of the best bits of advice I've ever been told is if you get angry, don't email them straight away. email them the next day when you're you know when you've cooled down a little bit, and I thought, all right, then, so you're asking me to just give you loads of shit images, basically, which some would argue are a lot of my images, and I would kind of agree with that, but not not too much. but I thought, all right then, well, the main kind of alarm bell with that is you've said ten percent of the profits will go to the relevant registered charities. So presumably 90% of the profits is gonna go to this asshole, which uh, just made me think, no, that's that's not happening. I mean, you can pay something for it. You know, there's always wiggle room. I'm happy to have a bit of a haggle and a bit of a barter, you know, but um, I just thought that was incredibly fucking rude and um, sent them a, an email. But I don't actually have the email I sent back, but you can get the gist of probably what I said. Which was um, no thank you, a little bit longer than that, and, and a bit better worded than that. But often I get these emails where people will ask me, "Can I use this for free?" And then I'll rebuff and say, "No, you can't." But here's what I'm willing to charge you. And so many times they'll pay it. They're just chances, you know. A lot of them are just trying to trying to get it for oak for no is a very common Nottingham saying, anything for nothing. And that's what they're trying to do, trying to get oat for no. Uh, often I say, well, look, I can't do it for free, but look, I can do it for this. And and then they normally say yes. Not always, but they normally say yes. So I can't stress enough that you're damaging. I mean, again, you might not give a fuck about wildlife photographers, but just your own self-respect. And and if you're trying to turn this into a potential career, you've got to charge. I think as well, and I've noticed this with, with people like the Wildlife Trust, they'll have a group of photographers who they use for free, And they still use photographers that they charge or that they pay out to. Because I think that they just use the free photographers for just throwing away tweets and and, and crap like that. But when they actually have a big proper campaign, they'll get in a professional photographer. Because often I get heard, well, I'll give it for free and maybe they'll use me for a campaign one day. But as soon as you give something for free, it sort of devalues you. They're like, well, you're not worth anything and your work's not worth anything. So why would we pay you for that? So I do think it's better to hold your ground. Definitely hold your ground because they'll remember that and you'll you'll get the money eventually. Here's another tweet that I got from someone and it was about a uh, twate shad, which are a rare fish, which, you know, un- not that unsurprising for me I said, please would you please? No, please. Would you upload your video to Wiki Commons uh, for use on Wikimedia under an open license? Uh, I responded filming and photography is my livelihood so putting it online for free would be a bit counterproductive which i guess is a bit sarcastic but not particularly rude they then said as you wish but many professionals feel able to provide some content to assist in furthering wikipedia's mission thanks anyway i said that's fine but i'd like to help in my mission to pay the bills and keep food on the table communications broke down after that but you get the gist of it Um, it got to the point where on my website, I actually put a statement which says, please do not ask me for free stuff, because I was getting emails like this every week. Some some bastard was asking me for free stuff, and it just got to a fucking ridiculous point. Um, now, I'm going to be a complete hypocrite here. That's not to say that I've never done freebies, and it's not to say that I never would do freebies. You know, for example, there are friends who are working on projects. They might say, Jack, um, you know, can you just help me out? I, I don't mind helping a friend out every now and again, or maybe it is a charity, and I know that charity very, very well, and I know that they've got, I haven't got a pot to piss in. I might do something then. But nine times out of 10, it's a slingy hooks um, when when they ask for a, for a freebie, basically. But the main thing we get heard uh, or we hear is it'll give you exposure. You'll get great exposure. And it's just like, well, exposure is great, but exposure doesn't buy food. And you know I I look at some videos online and I look at Instagram and I see people who have got millions of views or hundreds of thousands of likes but I can tell you for a fact they earn fuck all from their photography and it's kind of like I'd rather kind of be in in my position I'm trying not to sound bitter I'm trying I'd rather be in my position where I don't get many likes at all really not not in the grand scheme of things and I don't get huge amounts of views either but I earn a good amount well I want to bra- I'm not bragging, but I earn, I earn enough to live. I earn a good amount. You know, it's definitely my full-time uh, career. And I'd, I'd much rather be in that position where I can happily say I'm earning money from that. And I think that's one of the things with my own photography, if I'm very, very honest, I don't think that I'm a particularly amazing photographer. I, I don't i don't drink my own Kool-Aid. I, I, I see some photographers, and, and again, I am gonna do a podcast uh, at some point about the wildlife photography industry because it is a very weird and peculiar industry and i feel like no one's really talked about it and myself being in it i I know quite a lot about some of the people in it and the ways that it works i'd love to blow the lid off it so i will do that at some point but um i um i think i'm all right you know i'm not i'm not a brilliant photographer i'm not winning competitions i'm not setting trends i'm not producing incredibly you know breathtaking images Um, I'm not a shit photographer either, I should just add, I'm not being too self-deprecating, but I'm pretty good at middle of the road stuff. I can take a technically okay picture, which I know will sell. And if you said to me, Jack, would you rather be taking um, incredibly beautiful, striking images that, that get a million likes and win competitions or make a career out of it? Career hands down. And I think that's what I kind of focus on because those kind of images, would take me a lot of time. Some people can smash them out and and hats off to them, but I would need a lot of time to plan and practice and and perfect those images. And in the three or four months it takes me to get one of those images, I could take hundreds of other images, which I know will sell far better, even though they're not as interesting. So I think that's the case um, with it. And I just consider that with, with, with freebies. You know, look at competitions as well. In particular, a lot of competitions now are just image grabbing schemes. And um, it's something I kind of put my foot down because I've judged a few comps and then I've realised all they are is a thinly veiled way to just get loads of free images. So always read the T's and C's. But essentially, what it's quite common for a lot of NGOs and charities to do now is they'll do a photography competition. And if you read the small print, it says uh, we get to keep all the images from this competition and we can use them as much as we like. So from their point of view, they just give away a fucking pillowcase or whatever shitey prize it is, and they're getting hundreds of free images. I mean, it's a really—it's almost a scam, really, when you think about it. It's not a scam, but it's not fucking far off. And um, I hate those. I think they're such bullshit. I mean, luckily most photographers stay well clear of them, but be very, very careful with entering comps like that because if you read the T's and C's, they'll—they'll they'll have your pants down and they'll be be taking the images that you enter. I think competitions are largely bollocks anyway. Uh, But again, that's maybe another podcast for another day. You know, I think even if you win a competition, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to, to just be in something like Wildlife Photography of the Year. But I mean, you talk about prestige. I mean, can you name the person who won Wildlife Photography of the Year last year? Or the year before that? Or the year before that? I mean, in the moment, you probably know it. But you forget so quickly. It's a bit like having qualifications, I guess. As well, it goes out of date. You know, if someone said I won Wildlife Photographer of the Year in 1996, who gives a fuck? You know, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool accolade, I guess. But once it gets into the sands of time, it's a little bit null, isn't it? Um, you're own well. What's the saying? You're only as relevant as the last job you did. And I, I definitely think that's that's true in the freelance game. You know, in filmmaking and photography. You know, if you can consecutively keep getting those high clients and, and big jobs. That's going to show way more than one really big one you did, uh, you know, God knows how many years ago. Um, Anyway, that is just me ranting. I feel a lot better now. I feel great. Um, And and let me know what you guys think. You know, what's your thoughts on freebies? Are you just trying to help a a charity out or or a friend out? Or did you think it might have been a a way into wildlife photography and, and wildlife filmmaking? I didn't really touch on filmmaking because... I mean, occasionally there are freebies, but for the most part, filmmaking is pretty well paid and people don't tend to ask for free stuff. YouTube can be a bit of a bugger for that. You know, people will just lift your footage or try and get it on there. But I watermark everything. Everything gets watermarked um, on there. So hopefully you enjoyed this kind of impromptu podcast. Um, we've we've got a Facebook page now. So that's the Bearded Tits podcast. Um, we're also on Twitter at titbearded. Uh, we've got some fantastic podcasts coming up. We've got some really, really interesting subjects, um, which I won't go into too much now. But people like you know Nick Baker's coming up, Charlie Hamilton, James, uh, Megan McCubbin, um, uh, Jeremy Wade from River Monsters. Loads. We've got loads coming up. So hopefully you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Um, I don't do too many of these ranty videos, but I might do another one. Maybe you will like this one as well. So this was all about freebies. Um, This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.